0: Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I am Aminatou So,
1: and I'm Ann Friedman.
0: I'm very excited about
1: today's episode because we're going to tackle a question that we get all the time. <laughs> it is hard to overstate how many times we get asked a variation on this question. Would you Would you care to summarize? Um, how do I move? <laughs> how do I make new friends? How do I build a new life? How do I learn a new city? How do I like move with a partner? How do I move without a partner? <laughs> become experts in this because I don't feel like we're experts in this. Okay, question. In your adult life, like since like, like post-college, how many times have you moved to a new city? Since college? Yes. Don't count your move to college. Count everything after. How many times have you moved?
0: One second.
1: It's going to take me a minute too. I can't, I, I run out of fingers on a hand.
0: <laughs> I'm like, the thing is that like I move back to the same cities.
1: <laughs> That's true. Well, maybe it's better to do it out loud. So I moved post-college to New York, which was mostly following my then boyfriend, like slash I couldn't get a job anywhere and he was there. Then I moved to San Francisco for an internship then I moved to D.C. for a job, slash also kind of for a boyfriend. This is a shameful history. Then I moved to Austin. <laughs> I'm like, no judgment. I know. Then I moved to Austin for myself, slash because I thought I was going to be a freelancer. Then I moved to L.A. for a job. Um, and I have been here ever since. So that's five, five moves since college, like in my adult life.
0: Yeah, I think we're probably about the same.
1: Do yours. I moved to Brussels.
0: Because when I graduated college, I thought I was supposed to move home and I didn't know where I was going to get a job. And I lived there for a while. And then I moved to D.C. for work and because I didn't want to live in Europe anymore. And then I moved to New York because I was too fun for D.C. <laughs> and, then, and then I moved to San Francisco because I'm a crazy person slash I was chasing that paper. And, uh, (laughs) then I moved back to New York.
1: So I wasn't keeping track. How many was that? Five again? Five. Five. I wasn't keeping track either, but that sounds like five. It might've been four. So, yeah. And then I also, I mean, for obvious reasons, the conceit of our podcast, which is that we live in different places now, maybe is other also a reason why we get lots of questions to this effect. Um, but yeah, this is our episode about how to move. (laughs) It's true. Also, as a kid, I moved a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I am an expert in this. <laughs> I never moved as a kid. Like we moved to like a new house, like maybe every like seven years of my childhood. But it was like, you know, to a like slightly better neighborhood, but like, like still, you know, within a mile. Like I definitely did not move as a kid.
0: The other day, I tried to count how many houses and apartments I had lived in since childhood. Holy shit. And I lost track, like, sophomore year of college, and I had crossed 20. <laughs> and I was like I, like, I can't play this game. Wow. <laughs> That's why whenever I lose my banking information and they're like, what street did you grow up on? I'm like, never
1: touching that money again. Goodbye. <laughs> like,
0: I, have, I have no idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyway, so like we get bajillions of these questions. I would say the dominant thread is I'm new in town and I am struggling to make new friends. But there are like also people who are like, literally, how do I find an apartment?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, to those people, I'm just like, there's Google. Like, you're going to be fine. But yeah, I think that the, the making new friends thing, it's definitely like interesting because... I'm just like, oh, isn't this the same advice all the time? But then you realize that you get more anxiety about it the older you get. And it's oh. like, okay, like, that's the thing. It's hard, It's harder to make friends the older you are, I think, for, for reasons that don't have to do with age, that just have more to do with, like, context and geography, I think. Hmm. Um, Say more about that. Like, I'm... So in the sense that, like, I feel that, like, when you are very... When you're young and you're moving, like, you are mostly very young. It's like you move for college. It's like an automatic pool of people that you're supposed to hang out with, right? Whereas, like, if you're a little bit older and you move for work, that pool has gotten smaller. And then if you're literally, like... I'm a self-actualized career person and I'm moving because I need a challenge, like that pool has gotten even smaller for you. Right. So I, you know, and they're just like less opportunities kind of to be stuck in the same place as like other transient people in your life. I think that's also part of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that of the moves that I've made, like my two most recent moves, one was like a a work move that you describe, where I knew... I had like tenuous connections to two people in Los Angeles when I moved here. And then I had my job. And one of the connections was like the holy grail of connections, which which is to say it was someone who was a best friend of a best friend, which is like we knew, like I I do feel like there's some kind of transitive property of friendship wherein Mm -hmm. if someone you really love who's been like very close to you for a long time, really, really loves someone and they've been close to them for a long time, there's a high probability you will also very much like that person. So shout out to Sarah, uh, who is my friend, my like not a friend when I moved here, but like who immediately opened her social world to me. And I met so many people through her. And it was really like, especially because I had moved for this like intense job, a lifeline for me where I, through this like one social connection, I mean, a lot of it's luck, I'll acknowledge that, but through this one social connection had access to a lot of friends who were not connected to my job, which was very important at a time when my job was very stressful and all-consuming.
0: Yeah, when I moved to San Francisco for Google, there were <laughs> weirdly a lot of... um new in town type mixers like corporate style like the company <laughs>
1: sponsored yeah, mixers. yeah yeah like
0: the company like he, the new like the the new googlers are called nooglers so it's oh like oh noogler, noogler orientation or please i made some of my best friends at noogler orientation um <laughs> mostly because i like i think that like when i start there was like a very strong contingent of like very young people and who were all complaining about, like, ugh, like, can you believe my friend at Facebook got, like, $100,000 more in his, like, sign-in bonus than me? Wow, wow, and wow. so there was just, like, a very clear delineation between, like, the young kids in backpacks and then, like, the rest of us who had jobs before we came here. And uh, the woman that I sat next to on the bus, I remember from, like, one activity to the next, like, she became, like, a really good work pal of mine, even though we worked in... We ended up working in completely different cities, completely different like parts of the company. But I think that for me, that was the first time that I like work somewhere where I was like, Ugh, I'm like, I'm considering making friends here. Like, I've always been very nervous about making friends at work.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I'm like, no, like friends are for outside of work work people are work people. But then when you have like, I don't know, like tens of thousands of coworkers, it's like, okay, this is a different, this is a different equation altogether. But the other thing that was really funny about a lot of those mixers is that a lot of them were like geared towards like couples that had moved Where, uh, like, I found a group of people where we, like, ended up making the joke where we were like, okay, we're doing the single mixer of the new Googlers because this is ludicrous. Like, everything was like, bring your spouse on the yacht and do this and do that. So that was, like, a really interesting, like, corporate experience that I, like, you know, for as much as I make fun of it, actually, I really enjoyed it because... I, like, I had never worked at, like, a super big, like, kind of super important company before, and it was good to just be, like, okay, like, I'm not the only person here that's lost. But the other thing is that, like, I had pals in San Francisco before I moved, so that was, like, also super helpful, but it was definitely, like, hard for me because, like, people who I thought would be, like, really close pals, like, didn't, it didn't pan out, like, how I had imagined it in my head, but then I made,
1: like, awesome new friends It's just like, it's hard and it is time consuming. That's a really interesting point because I think that um, I remember when I moved to D.C. before I knew that you would become like a glorious part of my life and I would meet friends who who were wonderful through means I could like not even conceive. I had this vision of one of my college friends was from the D.C. area and she had a lot of her high school friends who lived there and they were people who I had like met and hung out with, you know, in the kind of like, extended friend network way and for some reason I was very I was very nervous about moving to DC and for some reason I like fixated on this group of her friends as people who were going to like instantly become my friends and of course that didn't happen like it's not the you know sometimes it does happen that you know someone and they become their social network becomes yours but like I definitely had a period of adjustment where I'm like oh these people who I assumed I would click with or who's Whose like schedules or like way of hanging out would immediately mesh with mine. Like that's not true at all. That's just like a story I told myself so I could feel safer about moving, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and, and it's okay. Like I mean, like no, like I am still like kind of. Facebook connected to casually friendly with all those people. But it is like an interesting thing about like what makes us feel safe when we're like leaping into a new phase of life is not always what ends up being great about that new phase of life. You know?
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I think too that like, you know, it's a really like when you're moving actually is a really good time to
1: do an audit of
0: what having friends means to, you You know, cause there's definitely like, there's the, (laughs) in the sense that like, you know, there are people that I haven't lived next to in years that they're my friends. Friends, <laughs> like, you're <laughs> one of those. You're one of those people. Hello, raising my <laughs> hand, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Where I'm like, okay, like these people are friends. These people are friends, like tried and true, and like we'll figure it out. But like I had really underestimated how much day to day like FaceTime I needed with in friendly situations. Ah, oh. I like I was just like, oh, like I. I have all these really great friends. I don't really have too much time for like new friends or whatever. I was very much on my Drake, like no new friends mode at one point. And then I remember like one day just looking at my apartment and being like, oh, I'm lonely. Like, is this the feeling of being lonely? (laughs) And I was was very much shaken aback by it. Right. And then but, you know, I'm a proactive bitch. So I (laughs) went down my phone (laughs) and I was literally like, who do I know in San Francisco? And texted every single person like you up. What are you doing? Do you want to go to a thing? (laughs) And I remember like, you know, and it was so desperate. It was so like, oh, my God. And also, like, every city kind of has a vibe, right? Like, there are places where, like, if you want to hang out with people, you got to give them 72 hours
1: notice.
0: (laughs) And there are, like, places where people are like, yeah, I'm coming over right now. Like, that's all to be negotiated. But then, like, somebody who I didn't know very well, like, texted me back and she's like, oh, I'm in this place. And I was like, I'm coming over. And we like ended up having a delightful day. But I I really remember that where I was like, wow, I really really thought I was going to do this like solo thing for a while until I like found my community and then I could like have my like built-in dinner parties or whatever. And it was such a humbling like reminder that... Actually like if you don't want to be alone, you
1: got to do like a lot of the heavy lifting. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it, it's kind of like when you are new in town, there is no option but proactive bitch. <laughs> like that is like the default. <laughs> like it's funny because I I sometimes wonder if I hadn't, I mean especially like in in my early 20s, I I bounced around so so much that I like I I kind of wonder if I had stayed in the same place for maybe the first 10 years of my adult life, I wouldn't have learned this, but like, you know, sometimes when that feeling that you were describing of like, I'm I'm at home and I feel kind of lonely. A lot of people never get over that hump and like send the text and say, hello, remember me, that person you kind of know casually, like let's actually do a thing. And I think that even more so than like sending the like, the new in town version of a you up text is like saying like, <laughs> I am going to do this like fun thing in my new city. Do you want to come? Like, I think sometimes it's easier to like respond to a concrete invite with a day and time than it is to respond to a, like, do you want to hang out sometime? Open ended, like hard to <laughs> pin down. Like, yeah. Yeah
0: man my yeah the San Francisco days were like lolio because I remember I would put in like anytime I met a new person I would put in their name but also like the situation I met them in so it would always be like uh, Sarah hiking or, or like Archibald poetry slam or my whatever. God, Archibald I, poetry is Archibald poetry a real person Archibald is real poetry slam is not real Okay, I'm just not going to embarrass <laughs> him with how we met but it was like I have never been to a poetry slam in my life thank you very much but so it would well, be These things where I would like, I would find myself like going through my phone, going like, "Hello, new person. It's Amina from Archery this morning. Do do this thing." But also, like you know, I'm like, if I'm honest, I think that one thing that my friends enjoy about me, which, lol, I'm gonna pat myself on the back, and then all my real friends will text me. I'm excited to fact
1: check this statement and be like, Amina, this is
0: not true." (laughs) It's that I think that, like, I'm a planner. I'm a person who, like, makes things happen for them. You know, like, most people are, like, very socially lazy. And I come with plans all the time. I'm like, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're going. Not in a bossy way, but in a, like, I present options to people.
1: Uh, <laughs> I agree. I feel like I am similar, which is, like, you know, I mean, partially a, f- a function of, like, personality. Like, is this a thing you kind of enjoy doing? Like, if you hate... Like, if you hate being the one to make plans and do that, like, I don't think you can overnight turn yourself into the planner kind of friend. Like, I know, but long-term. I'm a
0: firm believer that, like, also you cannot be a great friend unless you take on some planning duties. Yeah. Because as a constant planner, I think that that's the thing that makes me so exhausted in meeting new friends not only do you have to have your game face on, you have to be, like, charming as fuck, you have to wear the perfect outfit. You have to, I, I, like, approach new friend situations, like, people approach, like, date situations. Oh, my and God, completely. Like, I'm, like, I am playing for keeps here. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm, like, review your five best jokes, like, all the stuff. Because <laughs> on top of that, like, when you have to make plans in a place where you, like, that you're not familiar in... It is like very stressful, but like I'm a friend that will always have like a good bar suggestion, a good restaurant suggestion, a good activity suggestion. If we go on an out of town trip, I will definitely razzle dazzle you, you know. So I think th- that skill set comes in
1: handy. Yeah, when
0: you're trying to seduce people,
1: <laughs> it's so funny because I have like in in the time, I mean in in many of my moves i have asked friends in other cities to set me up with friends in my new city and like make mm-hmm. introductions i love i love doing that like kind of facebook post of like who is your favorite person or who do you think i would get along with in los angeles or whatever and you know not all of those like blind date friend blind dates that you're describing end up taking but i think that like when i look back at like you know how like when you when you look at like the way your friend group is made up and you can kind of like trace the lines back to oh like maybe we did kind of work together briefly or like this person's mm-hmm. ex was a friend of a person that i was hanging out with 3 years ago but like we kept each other and like the ex is long gone and you know what i mean i think that like i can definitely trace some Great friendships to blind dates, but like maybe it wasn't the person that I was on the blind friend date with. You know what I mean? Like the importance of showing up just because it is a toehold into a new social world is important. And it makes it sound kind of transactional, I guess. Like, go meet this person because they might introduce you to better people. It that is, is not transactional. what I mean, but like, yeah. It is
0: transactional <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the sense that, like, you are both opening yourselves up to people. Also, I don't feel bad about being transactional about social interactions because I feel like I facilitate really great social interactions for people.
1: Oh my God. Yeah, perfect, perfect, like, pay it forward point, yeah. <laughs> this is really turning into me, like, patting my
0: in the back and I feel really shitty now.
1: Okay, here's a question. What do you wish you had done differently in one or several of your moves?
0: You know, honestly, not a lot. I <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> you know, I think that a lot of regrets that I have mostly for me are about like the actual logistics of moving, which like when... I'm going to talk about my like fancy Google job again. When like they send a company to come move you, you're like, what? Like I could be this organized? So I think that really... Taking my moving situation to the next level, somebody will not always move you, but I think that, like, making the move as painless for you as possible is something that was really helpful for me because I didn't realize how much energy, like, that sucked out of me where everything, it's, like, everything from, like, finding an apartment to, like, making friends was so... Like, cause I feel like I can't be in friend hunting mode until my nest is set, (laughs) which is also a ridiculous like thing to think, you know, but I'm like, you need an address. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) it's like that stuff. It's like being less stupid about like how, like being more organized about like cross country moving, I think was really helpful. Another thing I think I wish I had done more is probably just be like, you know, I love being a tourist. But like I wish I had been even more aggressively of a tourist in San Francisco because I feel that I would have probably enjoyed it more. And also a thing that I do that I don't recommend is that like because I like traveled so much for work, I left a lot really early on and that was a mistake because if you're like forever <laughs> leaving your new city like really early on then you're not going to make like lasting routes it makes it hard to like make plans with friends and right when like it
1: starts feeling like your crash pad for the you know during the week and you're gone every weekend or whatever totally
0: yeah no let me tell you there's like when I moved back to <laughs> New York there are like people that I saw that were like when I was like I've been living in San Francisco for two years they were like oh I just thought you moved out of Parks <laughs> But, like, I've seen you so many times since because I was in New York all of the time. You know, it was like that made it really, like, that made it really hard. And it's like looking back on it now, I should have said no to a lot of those trips. But I was like, there's an opportunity to get on an aeroplane. Goodbye.
1: So I have a counterpoint to your, like, moving logistics regrets. Like, one is just, like, money. Like, you know, like, most of the time, an easy move is not possible if you have no money. Um, of course. Obvious, but I just wanted to say it. And the second thing is it's funny when I'm thinking about my many moves. When I left DC, I got rid of everything that didn't fit in my car. And which basically meant like all of the books I owned that did not have like extreme sentimental value or
0: I know. I own so many of your books. The oh Mormon my God. book. <laughs> (laughs) under the banner of heaven. Thanks Anne. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, I I kept a
1: different Mormon book and I like, like not that long ago I was like, where is my other Mormon book? And I did not have it. So all of this is to say, you know, I'm the anti-condo. I was like, so (laughs) like, I have felt regret about like specific editions of books that I got rid of in like the great book purge of 2010. So many times, so many times. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, it's like a weird, I mean, I was like, oh, yeah, like, why didn't I media mail those to, I guess I know why I didn't. I didn't have a new address. I was like a nomad for several months driving around with all my possessions in my car. But that's a story for a different episode. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but, like, why didn't I just send some media mailboxes of books to my parents or something and hang on to, like, definitely d- do an edit, but not just, like, burn it all down. Mm-hmm. I, there is something to be said for, like, the process of moving and having to go through everything you own and reassess that I am not denying is wonderful but I like I have taken it too far. (laughs) I know. Well you know one thing I did when I left D.C. that
0: first time I put like half of my shit in a storage unit and then I didn't revisit it until after I moved back from California. So that's like two three moves
1: later. Oh my God. What was even in there?
0: (laughs) Um Long story short, I got rid of everything like I thought they would you know, they were all things that I felt really sentimental about at the time. But again, like I was moving, I was moving to someone's couch, essentially. So I was like, I don't know what I can do with all this stuff. And I was paying like $100 a month on the storage unit for like three years or whatever, which (laughs) I feel so dumb about. And when I finally got into the storage unit, I was like, this is, the Ami- this is like four Aminas ago. It was like a time <laughs> capsule. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like a time capsule. I was like, none of this furniture is my vibe anymore. None of these like knickknacks. Like literally, I did not keep a single thing from the storage unit Oof. because none of it was me. But, you know, I'm also a ruthless, like I get rid of everything. I know. So, and I have no regrets about it. It's why I don't have childhood memories. <laughs> 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 but that's the story for another episode. <sighs> Yeah, it's like, it's, like, money is definitely the biggest factor, right, about, like, how you can do all of that stuff. But sometimes it's also okay to just be, like, okay, I can't move this thing right now. I want to hang on to it. You Like, I could have asked a friend to, like, hold on to a couple pieces of furniture or, like, give it, you know what I mean, or whatever. But um, it's, like, now I know what my vibe is. And... <laughs> You know, it's like moving is very traumatic. Like we treat it like this, or at least like I do. I'm just like, I'm always on the go. I'm always going or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is like, like you go through grief like multiple times and you actually have to sit down to like think about it and starting over is hard. You know, it's like we get so many questions from people who are like, not only am I moving to a new city, I also have to reestablish my career, or I'm moving with my partner, or I'm moving because I broke up, or, you know, there are all of these other life things that happen in the background of your move, right? That also affect how hard it is.
1: Yeah. I, um, a friend of mine recently moved with a partner. And for her, she's like us, like a perpetual nomad very experienced at like not like it's ever easy to be new but I do think that there are some skills where you can like be better at being new or at least adjust your expectations about being new in town and her partner has been in the same city since college so like basically has never moved and had like a total freak out like 4 weeks in being like I'm so unhappy and lonely I miss everything about my old town oh my god and she was like she was like yeah I for, I had forgotten how it can feel like in the first few weeks in a new place that this is going to be your life forever. Like your life is going to be lonely and friendless and you're never going to like know your way around town and you're never going to like know the person at your corner store or like whatever you're missing about your previous place. And she's like, you know, it's not that it isn't hard for me right now too. It's just that I kind of have this like experience perspective about how it takes like one year minimum to feel at home in your new home, like minimum
0: that's true. That's very true. I think one thing for me that ha- that makes that uh, a little less lonely and a little easier is just learning how my new city works because it's like, yes, like you're lonely and you're alone, but somehow like figuring out your geography or even the politics of your town or whatever brings you into contact with people. And I don't know, you just like see a different kind of possibility and you're like, at least I will take care of one thing because I think that part of the anxiety of moving to is that like there's too much going on so it's like okay if i can like figure out work and then i can figure out how to get from point a to point b and not be perpetually lost all the time or like learn something new you know like meeting new people is just like the cherry on top of the cake for me totally and the thing about like you know navigating your city which is a point that you've made like so eloquently so many times is that like especially if you get, like, civically involved, you get to meet people who have, like, like like-minded politics. You actually get to meet people. It, like, checks a ton of boxes, you know?
1: I love playing the game, like, does your wallet look like where you live? Like, you know, the idea of, like... What does that mean? Well, okay, so, for example, like... It took me a shamefully long time in LA to get a tap card to get like the transit card. Like I would pay in quarters for the bus or whatever, but like I didn't (laughs) go the next step to like get the refillable card, which like actually made me take public transit way more and actually made me learn the city in a new way. And I I think about now like what if in my first few weeks when I was feeling lonely or whatever, I got a library card right away, I got this like public transit card right away, I registered to vote in my new city right away, and like you know like just this idea of like you know how like all of your like frequent coffee addict cards at your like coffee shop or whatever. Like, you know, your wallet does kind of reflect... The place where you live. And like, I remember you got me a membership to LACMA, like early on when I lived in LA to the art museum. And like, that was a great gift. It was if I pat such, myself on the back. Oh my God. It was such <laughs> a good gift. I mean, you were great at gifts, but it was like a truly standout gift because it had not occurred to me, hey, I live here. Maybe I should become like a contributing member to this museum that was like then down the street from where I worked. I ended up going like on my lunch break almost every day. And like, just mm-hmm. something about like having that card in my wallet that says, like, I. I'm a member of the local art museum. I've done it like as a gift for so many friends when they're new to new places that like I've 100% stolen it from you. So that's what I mean about like make your wallet reflect like where you live. Because I do think that that helps also with, you know, you're not like looking for a credit card and accidentally run across like your Metro card for the city that you left or something like that. You know, it's like you're all in on this new place.
0: Yeah, my wallet looks like I'm
1: like Jason Bourne. so <laughs> It's fine. I mean, you kind, kind of m- are Jason Bourne. Let's be real.
0: I'm a member of many small uh, Midwestern museums, but only because it's cheaper to have reciprocal memberships at other places. Yep. <laughs> if you need museum life hacks, email me. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's like one of the things, you know, I think to the like larger question about this moving thing is that if you are making like a Big move and you like try to keep your old friends involved in your life mm-hmm. and are really real with them about the kind of the, the vulnerabilities and the insecurities that you have. Right, like the support ma- you're gonna need. Yeah. Yeah, and makes it like a little easier, right? It's like literally like lean on them. We're all transient people. The the chances that you will move to somewhere where like you don't know somebody who knows somebody there are like very small, right? I mean, it's possible, but, you know, we, like, we live in a very connected world. Somebody will always know someone. And I think that, like, really just, like, being open with your, like, core friends and being like, hi, I'm really scared of being alone. I don't know what I want to do. Like, introduce me literally to every human that you know. But also, like, we need to make a plan for how we are going to keep in touch. (laughs) And, you know, because the thing is that, like, for us... Like, when you feel alone in all these new places, like, what that means is that, like, nobody can come over and sit on your couch and drink whiskey with you. It doesn't mean that you don't have friends.
1: Right. It just means you you don't have people that level of, like, drop by and, like, we don't need a plan kind of plans.
0: Exactly. And so, you know, like, I, like, I remember when you moved to L.A., like, we were really good pretty early on about, like, making a phone date that was, like, fairly consistent we have logged
1: so many vid chat hours that, that like first year. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. VidChat. Wow. I forgot about that. And we would <laughs> and we would put in all of the weirdo stickers and stuff that they had. Miss you, Google chat. <laughs> um and like, yeah, you know, I think that like doing that and you were so good about like, here's my new coffee shop, here's the new thing that I have or whatever. And so I felt like I would, like, the first time that I went to visit you in L.A., I felt like I was so familiar with so many places and people because you had been so open about that. Yeah, you knew my world for sure. And something about that was, like, really great. So, you know, it's like... It is really all about communication and vulnerability. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Surprise, and like everything in life.
1: Totally. And then also like not just being, it's funny, like thinking about being proactive when making new friends, like also being a little bit proactive with your old friends whose lives are like, you know, like it's not that their lives don't change when you leave, but like their lives are like predominantly staying the same. And so if you can say sort of like, hello, like for the next three months, can we schedule a weekly like Sunday night, phone date or whatever and being being proactive about not just your new friends but your old friends I think really helps establish a tether to the people who are gonna like let's be honest continue to be your main support system until you meet closer friends in your new place
0: yeah and also like I think that having the real talk with yourself that like everything takes time is real right like I just love to bulldoze through life and just be like what I just got here. Why why aren't I established? It's the been cutest ten- bulldozer. <laughs> the, I know the like the most lethargic bulldozer in in everything, you know? But like really, it's like if you think about like all the other relationships you have in your life that mean a lot to you, think about how long it took for you to get there. And sometimes I mean it doesn't take a long like You know, like sometimes you do fall in love with somebody at a gossip girl viewing party. I'm making the heart uh, (laughs) eye emoji at you right now. (laughs) You know, but the thing is that like, you know, by by this point, you've like known that person for a long time. And so it's like not putting pressure on your new relationships to have that same level of intimacy and familiarity really um, out the gate, I think is really important. Sometimes like reading the room also is just like really important, right? Is that... I think that, like, one of your best assets, like, when you're the new person, is being, like, highly observational <laughs> and just, like, trying to figure out, like, okay, what are people's other life circumstances kind of that they have where it, you know, it's, like, if you, like, meet a new person who's a mom, it, like, clearly means that, like, you are, like, you need to be more attentive about, like, scheduling than whatever, right, and not taking things personally. If you're, like, 10 p.m., go out for a drink with me or whatever or If you meet like people who are like a large group of friends and being like, oh, here's how everybody knows each other. Here's a thing that they enjoy. And maybe here's a thing that I could enjoy doing with them. And like figuring that out is, um, it makes it seem a little transactional, which it's not. But I think that it's just about like, you know, it's like eyes wide open. Like you are like, where is your place in this new world?
1: Oh my God, completely. And when I think about like who makes like kind of a good friend for someone who is new, other people who have recently been through a big life change so like other people who are new in town people who have just been through a breakup people who maybe just like quit a job or changed careers or something like that like you know i think it there is a truth to the the way that like some people, not everyone is like this, but some people are kind of like default friend group people. They like to kind of call mm-hmm. the same group of people every week. They like to, they like to, they're like a small tight rather than like a big extended network style of friendship. And that's like totally a valid way to be in the world, but it's also a hard thing that can, it can be difficult to like break into an existing like friend structure like that. And what is a lot easier is like meeting people who are like you and kind of like, you know, they they have some slots on their dance card that they're looking to fill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think another thing, too,
0: is that, like, uh, just like when you're dating someone, you have to be, uh, you know, really vocal and enthusiastic about the things that you enjoy doing, you know, and just telling people, like, nobody's a mind reader. So if somebody mentions, like, oh, I really like this band or I really like doing this activity or whatever, saying, like, oh, I would like to do that, too. Will you let me know next time you do X thing? Yes, that's so like, good. It's just like, um, like that, you know, I find that like all of my friend activity dates have happened that way for me where I'm like, oh, I want to learn this thing. Will you tell me next time you do this or you do that? And it's like you have to be really forward again. You know, I just think you have to be proactive. You got to take your. You gotta take your life in your own hands, and and that's not to say that like people will always respond to you or that somebody will always be there. I can't tell you how many times I've like texted ten people and nobody was available, and I was like, "Guess I'm gonna watch Bob's Burgers and make lasagna today." It happens. Um, <laughs> it, it happens. But for me, like the thing that makes me feel not crazy is that I know that I've like made like a step to doing that, and you know, and I think also that like when I'm super new and if I'm like okay. I invited, like, seven people to hang out and everybody flaked on me or whatever this week. All I think is, like, okay, it's time to expand the map. Like, how do I make <laughs> this? Like, go back to the drawing board. Like, how do you make this bigger? And also, yeah, just, like, being really open and telling people and just, like, tell yourself. It's, like, in six months it will be different and in a year it will be even more
1: different. And I think that's a great point because, like, also in two years and in three years it'll be different. You know, I was, I was recently thinking about, like, after my first year here, I felt like I had like a few good friends. I definitely felt like I was like getting a toehold, but things change over time even when you're an established local in a city. Like people's lives change, friendship dynamics change, and there are definitely some people who are core to me locally right now like my see every week, text every day people who I actually met pretty soon after moving here but for whatever reason we just didn't click in that way right away and now like five years later like somewhere along the line we had that moment or we slowly ramped up our friendship and so I think that's another thing to keep in mind if you're like I'm meeting all these people but nothing's really gelling into the kind of friendship I want like panic, it's like you know like time you never know like how this stuff is going to come back around or change
0: you do never know
1: But you know what? Like, it's all gonna be fine.
0: It will literally
1: all be fine. Yes, all. I'm trying to think if we missed anything in like the questions that we get from people. Um, big. I mean, it's mostly all just help. Yeah, (laughs) it's just help. It's like you're like you're gonna
0: be fine. It's okay to panic. Definitely panic a little bit, but also like don't wallow in the
1: panic. Panic, but ask for help and be proactive. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) yeah good luck good luck new in town people (laughs) good luck I'm never moving ever again (laughs) oh my god I kind of have that feeling every once in a while that's
0: literally not true (laughs) I know It,
1: it makes me it makes me like oddly feel comfortable to say that but like also very sad to think about never moving again it's very weird
0: I, um you know, I, like, grew up as somebody who moved a lot. I enjoy moving. I enjoy different places. And I think that, like, from my own personality type, and I think that that's a thing to recognize, is that it just, like, depends, like, what kind of person you are. I think that when I get too comfortable somewhere, I automatically just start looking left and right. I'm just like, okay, what is this, like like am i too comfortable or am i afraid to make roots somewhere but i just like i like moving i like living different places like my life has been in different places My people are in different places and I would like to see all of them at some point.
1: It's also exciting. Like, I have really loved being like, how am I different in each place? I mean, obviously there are some fundamentals, but like your environment does change how you are in the world and your social Mm. world does change how you are. And it's like, it's very fun. I think that's like one one thing that excites people about moving, right? Is like, like going away to college vibe of like, who am I in this new context? Like, who could I be? (laughs) Um, And it's like, it's like kind of like the thrill recaptured every time I move.
0: Right. New in town vibes. Mm.
1: Yes. Okay. Um, good, good luck to all the movers out there. <laughs> good luck to the movers and the left behind long distance besties. Never left behind in their hearts. Know that. And um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can find us many places on the internet on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com. You can download it anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast or on Apple Podcasts, where we'd love it if you left us a review. You can email us at we We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at callyrgf. You can subscribe to our monthly newsletter, The Bleed, on the Call Your Girlfriend website. You can even leave us a short and sweet voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. Our theme song is by Robin. All original music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. Our logos are by Canisius Need and this podcast is produced by Gina Delvac.
1: We'll see everyone on the internet. That's the great thing.